This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. In a moment, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smart Point. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. And when you think about people getting hacked and becoming the victim of a cyber attack, you probably picture a poor old unsuspecting granny on her old-fashioned computer. You think of an older person being the victim of computer hackers. Well, put away your ageist assumptions because a new poll from the Royal Bank has found that it's older people who are being a little more proactive about preventing cybercrime. Most Canadians, young and old, asked in the survey say they are worried about being hacked, and most say they are fairly knowledgeable about how these things happen. But according to the survey, it's the older people who are more likely to do something about it. The poll finds younger people are far more likely to say they understand the threats, but that doesn't mean they are more likely to protect themselves. Only 34% of people in the 18 to 34 age group have updated antivirus software installed on their device, and only 35% change their passwords on a regular basis. In comparison, older generations, especially those people 55 and older, are much more likely to have updated antivirus software installed on their devices and are more likely to change their passwords on a regular basis. The big news from Ottawa came this past Monday when the feds announced they would not renew the many COVID restrictions we've been dealing with at the border. That meant as of today, people don't need to be vaccinated to visit Canada. There'll be no COVID testing. Cruise passengers will also not have to do pre-board tests or prove that they're vaccinated. As well, the controversial ArriveCan app is no longer mandatory for Canadians returning back into the country. And while many businesses in Canada, especially those connected to tourism, were ecstatic about the news, not everybody was happy about it. Many Vancouverites took to social media to show they're concerned, especially when it comes to dropping the mask mandate on planes and trains. The government is quick to recommend that people still do wear a mask when traveling, but a lot of locals feel that's just a suggestion that a lot of people will ignore. Ashley Rents noted on social media that BC experts are calling for a bad flu season in conjunction with the removal of the travel masking requirement, and she added that it is a tiny inconvenience that can prevent so much suffering. Three large BC municipalities want cell phone and wireless network carriers to pay a 1% tax on their revenue. Surrey, Burnaby, and and Richmond have filed a claim in BC Supreme Court asking a judge to declare that companies like TELUS, Rogers, and many others are actually a utility company. They say the companies are using their infrastructure and getting revenue from it. They say each of the carriers owns, rents, maintains, licenses, or operates infrastructure located within the city. For example, they're using utility poles on public lands, and the suit claims they're not kicking in enough to pay for the upkeep and improvement. The companies have not filed a response to the claims. And the BC Liberal Party have always had kind of an odd relationship with the name Liberal, And they now say they will officially change the name to BC United 
if party members vote to support the switch, probably before the end of the year. The opposition is chiming in as well. New Democrat politician Ravi Colon says, a name change for the liberals won't hide leader Kevin Falcon's record of helping the elite at the expense of everyone else. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And coming up, we're going to talk real estate, guiding us through the opportunities out there in the world of real estate in this very interesting and changing market will be John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint, johnnysmartpoint.com. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and it's time to talk real estate with our friend John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. He lives online at johnnysmartpoint.com. That's the website. Uh, You can also email him at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. Hello, John. How are you? I'm doing great, Martin. Thanks for having me back again. Excellent. Now, I I don't want to frighten anybody, but it's October. (laughs) It's weird. Where did September go? September just came and went. It's insane. Yeah, you know, getting back to normal and school and work and all those sorts of things, it kind of ate the, the whole month up, didn't it? Yeah, and I, I have a theory is is because the weather has been so summer-like. It's been so warm. People forget that it's September, and uh, it's it's been a really... Uh, a really nice September, which I guess is good for people who are looking for real estate. It means they don't have to trudge around in the rain. Things look good. You know, it is. I was just talking to my wife about how I couldn't remember September ever feeling quite so, you know, summer-like. And, and you know, it's funny if you have a moment, um, I've got two sons and one's 18 and one's 21. Interestingly, you know, we may be hearing from them in the future because they're both looking at real estate as careers. And I, I'm looking oh, wow. forward to that as well. But um you know, we've had a swimming pool since they were really young. And when they were young, I used to make a big deal about summer and we'd go out to the pool and I'd call the whole family around and I'd lift one foot in the air and I would declare the beginning of summer. And uh, that was always <laughs> a big tradition in our house. And then at the end of the year, I would gather the family around and I would declare the end of summer and we'd make a bit of a big deal about it. So funny enough, um, I guess from a dad joke point of view, I I still do that. I gather my 18 and 21 year old and they roll their eyes. But um, to get to the point, I think it's I'm trying to take credit for this good weather because I'm telling my kids, hey, you know, I, I decided not to declare the end of summer yet. So if, if you're liking the weather, maybe you can credit me for so far not declaring the end. But I have to say, I think uh, that declaration is coming pretty quick. Well, that's that's good to know. And I love the idea of, you know, Johnny Smartpoint and Sons. That could be great. Uh, yeah. And and now's a good time to talk about uh, the fact that you've been in this business a long time, uh, more than 25 years. I don't want to date you, but you've uh-huh. sold more than a thousand properties in the lower mainland. And I think that's important uh, for a, a real estate agent because you've seen all the the hills and valleys of, of the way markets goes, go. And we're, we're clearly in a, in a state of of change in this market and and things are are always different they're always changing but it's important to know how to deal with certain types of markets and uh, and I guess this kind of market you really have to have certain strategies that work in this kind of market where where people are are talking about how things are are perhaps slowing down a little bit after a, a period of intense 
activity, big prices, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I don't know if there's a question in there, but um, what, what, uh, what are you seeing now and why, why is it important to, to really work this market specifically? You know what I mean? You know, there's a, there's a great question, actually. It's, um, you know, as you mentioned, I've been doing this a long time and, uh, you know, I'll be doing this a lot, a lot longer. You know, I, my plan is to at least the next 10 years I'll be working and I'm still relatively young and I really enjoy it. That's the thing. But when you're in it every day, you know, your experience starts to, you know, just just accumulate. And, you know, you, I, I tend to think that maybe I'm sort of tuned now to just paying attention to what's going on because, it's kind of like an awareness, I guess, when when you're talking to people day in, day out, and and uh, you know, we, and I'm talking to clients right now who are having interesting conversations with their bank managers. That's another thing maybe we'll talk about a little bit later on the show. Give you the skivvy of what I'm hearing from different people in the in the lending industry and that sort of thing. But you get information uh, firsthand, you know, from all kinds of different sources. What buyers are going through and what sellers are going through and. And, uh, you know, feedback on showings and how many showings are you getting and how many offers are you getting? Are there multiple offers or are you getting nothing? Is it crickets, you know, um, and, and just talking to other agents and always trying to be in the soup, so to speak. It really, you know, it gives you a feel. And, and, and so that's one of the things that I think is is really important in, in a real estate agent. If you hire somebody to represent you they need to bring their experience and awareness to you that because things things let's face it martin boy things have changed drastically six months ago four months ago we were talking about multiple offer strategies and how to cash into the fullest extent in this crazy market and and now kind of the shoes on the other foot and buyers are the ones who seem to be driving the market or deciding what's going to sell and what's not going to sell because it's a different game now so you know, you know just just having a again that that I guess that awareness of what is the environment that you're operating in, you know, if, uh, you know, if it's, if you go outside and the environment's pouring down rain, well, you might want a raincoat and a pair of boots and a, and a hat. If it's 110 degrees, it's a different story. And just like the weather, I think that the real estate market can change relatively quickly. So you're asking me what's going on right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to give even a little bit more sunshine. We're talking about good weather. So I want to let the listeners know right now that, you know, much like we've talked about these last few weeks, I think we were we were mentioning that, 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 you know, August was kind of a disappointing month in a real estate sense, in that weather was good. Uh, people, I think, had felt a bit of freedom from COVID and they wanted to travel and they wanted to take time off and get together as family. And there was not that much urgency in the market because things had been slipping for a few months on the part of buyers to get to work. And so, you know, as a result, it was almost like a siesta month. There was very few sales. Sales were down about what almost fifty percent over the board compared to the August before. And we we were, we've been saying when September rolls around, I think that there's going to be a little bit of a change. That it's going to be a, a bit of a back to business mentality for those people who are still looking at buying real estate. And and what I'm finding now is, you know, there is uh, now I'm going to call it a surge. Uh, there is um, activity or a bump in the market in terms of activity. But I think there's two very big asterisks to put, you know, in that statement. And and the one is, uh, you know, I'm talking about activity, buyers uh, returning to the market and viewing properties and writing offers on properties. I'm not talking about prices surging or prices going up. In fact, you know, I, you know, and we'll talk about this again, the fundamentals of the market probably are dictating that um, a lot of homes have not yet faced the facts when it comes to a lot of prices, I should say, where the market actually is. So, 
so I'm not talking about a surge in price. The first asterisk would be I'm talking about a bump in activity, which is encouraging. And and the second, I think, you know, asterisk to this to this good news is it, it actually it doesn't apply to everybody. Um, the the homes that are getting the action are the ones where buyers see you know value relative to their other choices. In other words, the the listings in any segment that are the best in terms of what they're offering in, in terms of livability and functionality and all that sort of stuff, but also that that value proposition. If you're priced a little better than the others, you know, buyers, let's face it, and you and I would be the same, I think, Martin, if we were entering any market like this right now where it had gone through the highs and now it's starting to relax. Buyers don't want to make mistakes. They don't want to get underwater in terms of owning a property that's not worth what they paid for it within a short period of time. They don't want to pay yesterday's prices. But those people that are in it today who, you know, maybe have rate guarantees that are a little higher than they would have been three and six months ago, but they're still not as high as they're going to be in terms of, you know, these new rates that are now in effect. Those serious shoppers are out there and they're looking at properties with a very critical eye. They know there's a lot of new listings on the market, which there are. And, uh, you know, I think generally speaking, those buyers are saying, hey, you know, if we find something that we can wrap our head around, we do want to buy right now. We don't want to make a bad decision. We don't want to overpay for a home. But if we can find something that suits our needs and the value proposition looks attractive, boy, those are the listings that, you know, that are getting the action. So there's a wide range. It's kind of like a the way I see it is almost like a haves and haves not have nots uh, system. There are listings that are priced on yesterday's prices that may have been on the market for quite a while now. And those listings tend to be pretty darn quiet. Uh, and then there are some newer listings or some adjusted listings or listings that have come out that that reflect, you know, the fact that the market has changed price-wise. And those properties tend to be, you know, pretty hot. And, and along that line, um, I think I'll mention just a quick congratulations to my client, John. Some of the listeners may have seen on MLS the listing on Sprice, 819 Sprice. Uh, that That listing on the market for a week, we ended up getting three different offers. We had to work them. I mean, buyers are still coming in kind of conservative, and we had to to work them the best we could. But the strategy on that price on that on that listing was to price it attractively and hold. We didn't want to leave fifty, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars wiggle room and and have our price bloated, you know, in in relation to what our competition was doing. We wanted to be one of the more attractive listings out there. And sure enough, you know, as the offers came, we had to work them and counter offer and hold our price. And, and in the end, I can't disclose sale prices because the deal hasn't completed yet. But I want to say congrats to John. You know, we priced that home right where it should have been. We had to fight for it. But in the end, we did get that price. So there's a, an example of a home that hit the market. It was priced attractively. It offered some nice features and buyers showed up. We, you know, we we had more showings on that listing than I've seen on on quite a few others in a while. So there's there, there's a you know, there's there's a lesson uh, in there, if you will, for sellers. And, and we can talk about that more as the show goes on, if you like. Right. So congratulations to John and some encouraging news from our guest, John Carlson. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. And uh, you can find him online, johnnysmartpoint.com. Two N's in Johnny. And uh, John... And an H. Had, and an H. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I had You're a nice like... caller give me a call, actually. I want to mention this, Martin. And she called me and it was very nice. And she said, you know, John, when, when you're announcing your, your website address, you're giving the two N's, but is there an H in there? And I thought, you know, that's <laughs> a really good point. So yeah, my name has an H. It's J-O-H-N-Y. So sorry to interrupt yeah. there, Martin. No, that's okay. J-O-H-N-N-Y. 
Smart Points. JohnnySmartPoint.com. Uh, John at JohnnySmartPoint.com is the email address. And the phone still works. 604-612-0080. And like I said, uh, John, uh, you're kind of encouraged by the September that we've had. And I, I guess, I mean, you look at the prices. I mean, you hear a lot of doom and gloom, but the prices are not collapsing. Uh, they are there. It's just that uh, I guess competition is up. And and I guess to sort of reiterate what you just said, pricing is everything. You just don't want to go in with too high a price. You want to make sure that you're competitive with the other, the other uh, properties that are on the market. So I guess that's where experience comes in to price properly off the top. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you summarized that really well. And and you mentioned that I'm enthusiastic and I am. I'm actually pretty excited and pumped about the market because I do recognize there is a market there. It's in terms of buyers, it's, it's much smaller than it was. But um, as you say, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there. And, um, you know, I think that really, if you, if, if a person were to, uh, to look at it a little more objectively, which is hard, when, when we're all selling a product like a home, we want to maximize it. These are important decisions. And it's so easy to remember, you know, the higher prices. And if you if you look at yesterday's prices and you think that you can maybe take a few thousand off or whatever it might be and, and still, hey, let's try this. That's where you're probably making a mistake and, and underestimating the change that's, that's out there in terms of what buyers are thinking and, and what they're finding out when they go to their banks. Maybe we should talk about that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, living in the past is not always <laughs> a, a good strategy and uh, think ahead. And that's why you need somebody like John Carlson on your side. As I say, johnnysmartpoint.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, johnnysmartpoint.com, 604-612-0080. And uh, you can also send John an email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And when we come back, We'll talk more about this market and uh, some of the encouraging signs that we're seeing. I mean, it's kind of doom and gloom everywhere in all the different, like the financial markets and inflation and things like that. So it's it's kind of nice to know that the real estate market is chugs along. I mean, people have to live somewhere. <laughs> And we'll Absolutely. talk more with John about some of the, the places he has up for sale as well. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we're talking to our friend John Carlson. You know him as johnnysmartpoint.com. J-O-H-N-N-Y, johnnysmartpoint.com. John at johnnysmartpoint.com is the email address, 604-612-0080, the phone number. And John, we've been talking about uh, um, some of the doom and gloom that's out there. I mean, it's it's in everything. The, you know, the stock market is not doing well. Inflation is a problem. And uh, I guess you read so many things. The more you read about real estate, you read about, uh, you know, markets crashing and and how do you deal with that? I mean, obviously, realistically, things are changing in the market, but I guess you can't, you know, you can't get too wrapped up in, in what you're reading and the doom and gloom. Do, I mean, how are you dealing with it when you deal with clients? That's another great question. And, and you know, a good point, I think, is, 
there is doom and gloom out there. There are, you know, there's all kinds of changes happening and, and uncertainty is, you know, is something that people are tend to be uncomfortable with. So I see it as, as really a balancing act, you know, if you will, on the one hand, you know, I just mentioned that the market's got a bit of a jump in it. There are buyers out there and let's remember, let's talk about both spectrums here. Let's remember that it wasn't that long ago when we were talking about real estate shortages, how are we going to increase the supply all these different thoughts of how are we going to bring the market down in price? How are we going to make it more affordable? So let's not forget that there will come a time again when, uh, you know, maybe there's uh, interest rates are, are more attractive and people can borrow money more freely, or maybe the consumer confidence for whatever number of reasons jumps right up again where it used to be, whereas right now it's low. And we'll find ourselves uh, inevitably and again in a position where, you know, there's not really that much supply. And, and what I'm getting at here is real estate in greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley, very resilient. We have a lot of influx of foreigners and people within the country and province who want to live in this great area, you know, as evidenced by all the cars on the road. People love it here, right? That's the price of living in paradise, so to speak. So it is not, uh, you know, this is not a tragic story. But again, let's look at the other side of the ledger. Um you know, we have come off historic highs. And if you want to start looking at the press, I mean, I, I read an article the other day in the headline, it was one of the major banks, I won't name them, predicted historic correction in the greater Vancouver real estate market that we were just in for the mother of all corrections type of thing. And, and so it's hard to know, like the balancing act, when I meet with somebody, you know, I, my job really is, uh, you know, as an agent is to spill my guts, so to speak, and and give people all the information that I can. And a lot of that's anecdotal stories of things I've been working with. It's things I've heard and experienced. But, you know, there is, you know, there there's two sides of this story and I need to present it. And when I sit down with somebody, I, I, I try to be very, uh, I remember and be very respectful and cognizant of the fact that these people don't know me or they haven't known me that long. I, you know, they see me as a salesman to some degree, I'm sure. And nobody wants to have somebody come in and kind of lowball the price. So the property will sell really quick. Um, but on the other hand, I have a job to do, you know, to tell people, you know, Hey, I'm, I, I'm not far be it for me to rush anybody. Cause I would never do that, but it's almost like depending on a seller's circumstances, the market's doing that for them. You know, if, if, if a seller says, hey, I, I bought another place I need to sell in the near future, or this is an estate sale that we really need to, to solve quickly and things like that, I'll, I'll tell people, you know, sooner is better than later. Uh, because as, you know, as I've said before here, I really think that we've seen a change in the market price-wise, but at least in the short to medium term, I don't think we've seen the full effects of the changes yet reflected in pricing. And, and that's evident when you look at 80% or 90, probably 90% now of the listings in any segment are not selling, you know, so there's probably a fair bit more of change to come in terms of pricing, maybe, you know, over time, again, it will gain traction. And that's the other side of the equation. So I, I, I want to present a full story as best I can to any of my potential clients. And one thing maybe I'll mention, I've already alluded to it is, um, you know, throughout the course of my business recently, and it's really stuck in my mind, I've, I've happened to um, talk to people who have visited their banks, their bank manager, and they've all told very similar stories, which kind of is the reason this stands out. And the story goes something like this, you know, hey, John, I went to, you know, I'm getting ready for retirement, I'm making my plans, and a lot of our equity here is in my property. And we're thinking of selling and I talked to my bank manager who I've known for X number of years, 20, 30 years, and he or she basically said, you know, Sally, Bob, whoever you are, uh, this market 
is going to keep changing. The banks are getting very cautious about how they lend. I'm seeing a lot of financing clauses, you know, not being satisfied. Oh, we didn't get financing. Banks are, you know, I, I'm going to say trying to carefully not get into commitments that they don't want to keep because they recognize that prices are probably going to keep softening for a little while. And these people are all telling me very similar stories where lenders are saying, hey, look, and, and I think the lender, the lender would probably also agree long term, keep property. It makes a ton of sense. Greater Vancouver, wonderful. But if you're looking to sell, look at September, October, November of this year, because there still are more changes. And and when I see the activity happening right now, I see people that are, you know, they've got their higher rate guarantees, a little higher than they were, but they want to act on these. These, these are buyers here. And so they are ready to act on the right property. The banks are looking at things a certain way. Buyers are looking at things a certain way. And, uh, you know, I think that it, when I sit down with somebody and I, I explain to them, okay, here's a listing that's been on this. It's kind of like yours. It's been on the market quite a while. I've talked to this agent. From what I can tell, things are very, very slow. On the other hand, here's the two or three most recent sales. I'm starting to see sales in early September and end of October that are, I'm sorry, end of August that are registering now. And they tend to be properties that are priced, you know, better than the rest. Maybe it's close to assessed values. And and so, again, there's that kind of that balancing act where I need to let people know, hey, there is a market there and it's good news. But if you miss it, it would seem that the trend is real estate prices across the board are dropping statistically month after month or two or three and sometimes more percent. So I think a seller wants to look at things and say, do I want to enter this market? Do I want to sell now? And if I do... It probably makes sense to meet the market where it is today rather than follow it down to where it's going to be tomorrow. So, eh, you know, I hope that answered your question, Martin. But uh, how do I deal with it? I try to present all the facts as best I can and give people the best information without sounding alarmist and without, uh, you know, leading people to believe or giving them any reason to believe that I'm just there to fire sale a property out the door because it sometimes seems like it. And, and to be perfectly honest, um, I admit to a lot of people that I'm that I'm we're about to work together and we're we're going to take a listing and I say hey you know this market's a little bit like dr driving by feel you know you introduce a property and we'll see if we're going to get the response we want but if we don't we can always make an adjustment relatively quickly so sometimes I'll give advice to people and I recognize right now that they'll go oh boy that wasn't exactly what I was thinking I was kind of thinking you know this price and and I say well you know we can try that far be it from me with your biggest investment in life to sit down and, you know, with a stroke of a pen, wipe out $200,000 of equity by listing your price 200 grand lower than you thought. But on the other hand, you know, let's face the, you know, the situation that, you know, I might be absolutely correct about this. So let's, let's try it your way. Let's list on here and let's give it, but, but let's pay close attention to what the responses are, because if you are in a situation where you need to sell or you really want to sell, it doesn't make much sense to continue to follow the market down. It makes much more sense to meet the market with a good value proposition. And then the game becomes defending that price, negotiating and maintaining it and bringing those those reluctant buyers up to where, you, where you're at. So uh, again, hope that answers your question. It does. We're talking to John Carlson, uh, johnnysmartpoint.com, 604-612-0080, uh, john at johnnysmartpoint.com is the email address. And John, we've talked to a lot of your clients and the one thing they always say is that uh, you're not a high pressure salesman. But what I'm hearing now is uh, if you're kind of on the fence, maybe you're thinking of downsizing or you're thinking of selling a home, uh, the next few months, what I'm hearing from you would be a good time to do that. And uh, 
And I think that uh, if if you are in that position, uh, you should talk to John and go to johnnysmartpoint.com. I mean, is is that fair to say? I think it is. And it's hard to predict the future too far out, but I do sense a time where there are active buyers out there now. And, um, you know, once December and January roll around, those are typically pretty slow months. We might be in a situation where prices have come down a you know, noticeable amount. So, you know, on the topic of, of adjusting prices necessary, I want to mention a really good listing I have. Um, and this is a, a, a house, it's 2908 West 8th Avenue. And our price was higher, but we just last night dropped it to two million eight eighty. And the interesting thing is, this is a, a home that the family's owned for over sixty years. It's the prime area at Kitsilano. It's uh, it's a big lot. It's uh, twice the size of all the other lots around it. So you know there there is subdivision potential there as the future goes on. The city prefers to retain homes in this area and work with developers who who want to maximize what's already there. But this is a nice big lot in in just a fantastically prime area with all kinds of you know potential. So take a look at that one on my website. I wanted to put that out there. The price has just been adjusted, and uh, uh, I do have some other interesting listings coming up, and we'll be talking about those as the programs go on uh, later throughout the fall. Yeah, if you go to johnnysmartpoint.com, uh, you can click on the listings page, and there are some pretty interesting properties. Uh, so like the the one on Eighth Avenue, you're talking about how it's a it's a huge lot. So I guess um, it it could be a different different property depending on who buys it. Someone could buy it, live in that house, and enjoy the big the big space. Other people develop it. So I guess um, it's a it's a question of of targeting the right buyers as well. Yeah, that's right. And speaking of development properties, I've got one in South Surrey. It's it's really interesting. This is just over an acre and it's a corner lot in an area that the, the community plan calls for high density. And so um, that one's a little over $4 million right now. Everything's open for offers. And uh, we're, we just listed that one. And we're actually having our first showings this week. So the market carries on, Martin. Um, and again, I'm really, I've really been encouraged that the fact that good listings are, you know, are getting the action. Maybe, maybe it's like speed dating. The analogy just came to me. If, you know, if you're attractive, <laughs> I, I'll bet you'd probably get a lot of, you know, potential hits there, but the unattractive listings, nobody's interested. So it's a tale of two cities. It's a tale of two different markets, depending on how buyers perceive, <clears throat> excuse me, perceive the listing. And, and my job as a listing agent is to help people, give them good advice, to introduce it properly, if necessary, to adjust things as we go. And when offers come in, boy, then, you know, that's when I, I think, you know, an experienced agent can can really help because the negotiating right now has become, it's, it's almost like we forgot there's two sides in negotiating for a while. And let me tell you, there's definitely two sides in negotiating back in the market. Buyers are not afraid to throw offers. They're not afraid to negotiate. They're not afraid to hold firm to what they think is, you know, so so it's become a, a situation again where those sharp negotiating skills are, are paying big dividends. And uh, I always do my best to make sure I'm putting my listings in the best light and giving buyers every chance to to, to appreciate the opportunity to, to to come up with an offer. And then if necessary, even to let you know these other buyers know that they're not the only game in town and that if they really like it, they better step up. So those are right. some skills that I'm finding we're dusting off again in this kind of market. Sounds good. John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y smartpoint.com. Also, john at johnnysmartpoint.com is the email address. Well, John, uh, I wish you luck for October, and we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Thank you. I'm looking forward to that, Martin.
All right, John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. This is Vancouver Consumer. Coming up, do you sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or any online trading platform? If you do, be careful. It can be dangerous. I'll tell you about some uh, scary things that have happened in Vancouver and how you can keep yourself safe when selling stuff online. That's when we come back right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And if you're selling stuff through online sites such as Facebook Marketplace, be careful. According to Vancouver police, people are being robbed, sometimes at gunpoint. This past Tuesday, the VPD issued a safety warning for anyone selling or trading merchandise online to take additional safety precautions after a series of recent robberies. In a release, Sergeant Steve Addison says they've seen an uptick in these kind of robberies. And the fact that guns have been involved make things a little more urgent. And if you think meeting in a public place will keep things safe, Don't be so sure. Many of these recent incidents took place in public. For example, last Saturday at Champlain Heights, a 21-year-old man was injured and required medical treatment after trying to sell a used phone. When the victim showed up at the meeting at around 7 p.m., he was met by two guys in their late teens. They robbed him of his phone, hit him in the head with a weapon, and attacked him with bear spray. Then on Sunday, also in Champlain Heights, a man in his 30s, tried to sell two iPhones at around noon. When he met the teenage buyer, the guy grabbed the phones and ran. The seller wasn't hurt, just a little rattled. Then on Monday, a man who was trying to sell a designer watch was robbed at gunpoint. At gunpoint. He met someone at a coffee shop in Carisdale at around 8 p.m. Then the suspect, who was a man in his 30s with a beard, went inside, pointed a gun, and stole the watch before he took off into a waiting vehicle. So if a coffee shop in Carisdale doesn't count as a safe public location, what's the best way to sell something on Facebook Marketplace? Well, the cops have a solution. The Vancouver Police Department has a safe exchange location that is well-lit and monitored by security cameras. That's outside the VPD headquarters at 2120 Camby Street. But if you're not nearby there, contact your local police department and see if they offer a similar service. And that is it for Vancouver Consumer. Uh, We are here every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho. I'm Martin Strong. Stick around. The news is coming up next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.